This session is from the 2022 Shepherds 360 Church Leaders Conference. For more information, please visit shepherds360.org. So let's pray. Father, thank you for your uh, many blessings. Thank you, Father, that by your grace and mercy, uh, we have the uh, liberty to meet. Lord, that we don't have to worry about governmental intrusion at this point, that we can freely talk about uh, the truth in your word. So, Father, as we have this opportunity to uh, think a little bit more about uh, ethics uh, in in our heroes, uh, those that uh, should be role models. Uh, Lord, uh, the world is uh, comes at us in a lot of different directions, and Satan is certainly a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So, Father, uh, uh, help us uh, with uh, the truth of your word. Lord, uh, sink it uh, deeply into our hearts. Uh, Lord, help us not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds so we can test and approve what your will is, your good, pleasing, and perfect will. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, so uh, I'll move up here. Uh, so my name is Paul Newby. I, no, I'm not, not going to start there again. Uh, hopefully you all heard some of that. Uh, I thank you all for being here. You, you, you humble me that all of you all would be here, and I'm sorry you all are having to stand up, but I'm having stand-up, too, so anyway, uh, misery loves company. Um, are heroes important? Um, and if, if so, think about the heroes that you've had growing up. Uh, maybe even heroes that you have now. What, what made those individuals heroes in your own mind? Um, for me, okay, uh, I loved sports, uh, and so many of my heroes were sports figures. Um, uh, I did love Roy Rogers and Dale Evans, and uh, you know they they, they 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 seemed to be pretty good role models. The Lone Ranger, uh, you know, uh, there was evil in the world, and there are good people, and good people go out and. Uh, meet evil head on and uh, when good guys win that's a good thing and when bad people seemingly are ahead that's about 10 or 15 minutes into the 30 minute program uh, that's a bad thing uh, uh, maybe you experienced bullying in your schools and uh, whether it was overt uh, or whether it was subtle uh, just um, uh, by the types of people that were held up as the uh, uh, cool kids or whatever you want to call it. Uh, what is it with regard to our <coughs> role models and what causes them to fall? And when they actually fall, are we surprised? Should we be surprised? Um, have we made them role models based on reputation or have we made them role models based on character? Character should be, and in the long run, will always be 
or, or reputation will always be the shadow cast by true character. And at the end of the day, we'll see it. Uh, some of you maybe remember President Kennedy. Uh, many people uh, held him in such high esteem. I mean, he did say, that's not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Inspiring, profiles encourage, inspiring. But boy, when you look at his personal life, what a disaster. Willing to trade national security for the pleasure of a night? Really? That's our president? Uh, you know, when we, uh, whether it's your political figures, uh, whether it's uh, Hollywood. Now, now, think about that for a minute. We're going to make heroes out of people who, for a living, fake people out about who they really are. <laughs> I mean, they, they are so good at I mean, look at their marriages that are destroyed. Well, why? Well, do they really have any sense of reality? They spend all their time pretending to be something they're not. Uh, but yet we make them role models. Uh, our young people today, uh, 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 social media, social influencers, social, I don't know. You know, uh, uh, we have a mental health crisis with young people, and a lot of it has to do with fake book, where people go on fake book and pretend like this is our real life. I mean, who's going to put pictures, you know, when your family is going through uh, the crisis of Sunday morning trying to get to church. Is that, is that, is that what you're going to put on Facebook? Of course not. It's the serenity. It's the, oh, look how great life is. And sadly, I mean, I, I, I teach at Campbell Law School, and people think they know me just because they are following me on Facebook. Uh, just so you know, I don't do it. My daughter does it, okay? I, <laughs> People come up to me and go, oh, I saw on Facebook, da 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 and I'm like, oh, you did? That's good. That's good. My, my daughter can say the sweetest things about my wife on her birthday. It's amazing. <laughs> um, my, my point is, uh, the world is fallen. Uh, why do we have government anyway? Well, if men were angels, we would need no government. Uh, the Federalist Papers, Madison and Hamilton said that. But it's, it's so true. And yet, when we put people in positions of authority or influence, give them lots of money, uh, what, what's really at the core? What's really there that is the foundation for their lives? Uh, we should not be surprised at all that all of these paper heroes of our culture today uh, have no foundation and they will fall. Uh, and then we have a guy like Billy Graham. Praise God for Billy Graham. Uh, all those years of public ministry. But look at the safeguards he put around himself. He recognized that he only was safeguarded by the grace of God. So he'd never meet with people one-on-one. -on -one. He would always have somebody with him. He wouldn't get, even get in an elevator uh, with a woman by himself. He would be sure that whatever the fences were, and maybe for some people that sounded silly, but praise God, look at his life, uh, that he made it through. And then, then we got, and frankly, this still disturbs me, Ravi Zacharias, uh, that I thought, man, I'm, I'm learning from this guy, this, this logic, this intellect, this, and who knew? 
that he had this secret life. Uh, where was his accountability? Where were the folks on his board to ask the hard questions? Uh, uh, are we willing to surround ourselves with the kind of folks that we know that will hold us uh, accountable and to be sure that we have those safeguards? You know, uh, I, I have to say many times I prayed the Lord's Prayer and I kind of ran through the lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil part. And now I dwell on that part because we're all human. If it's got to do with power, if it's got to do with physical pleasure, uh, if it has to do with money, take heed lest we fall. Uh, all of us are more tempted uh, in different ways than others, but I think on those three, you're pretty much uh, going to uh, realize that that's where the temptation... I mean, look at Jesus' temptation. Uh, uh, you know, you're hungry. You need this physical pleasure of eating. I mean, why don't you just turn the, the stones uh, into bread? Uh, uh, hey, why don't, why don't you throw yourself off of the top of the temple here and let the angels catch you? What power is there in that? You know, uh, you can force God's hand. Uh, or look at all the kingdoms of the world all the wealth, all the splendor. Uh, you know, God, God had you come and put you, you were in a manger? I mean, you can have all the kingdoms of the world. You don't have to go around camping all the time. I didn't realize that Jesus was like camping all the time. Till I, I, you know, I, I watched the Chosen. I mean, I'm an old guy, but I watched the Chosen. I'm like, wow, he's, he was like an original Boy Scout. How, how, you know, he's starting, starting fires without matches and all this kind of stuff. Uh, back, anyway, uh, How about heroes in Scripture? Uh, I can remember as a young guy, Gideon was my man, okay? I mean, I, who, who can't be inspired by Gideon? I mean, you know, uh, he's this uh, uh, guy that's, that's uh, uh, in the wine press, but he's really uh, uh, getting the, the, the wheat. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's, he's a, a little nobody there, and God appears to him, calls him a mighty warrior, and he's looking around who are you talking about? You know, uh, and he, he, he's, uh, hey, God, if you're real, if this is real, okay, I've got this fleece here, you know, uh, uh, make it wet, make it dry. You know, God did it all. Uh, God protected him when he went and cut down his daddy's uh, uh, idol that he had. I mean, uh, he then calls up the army and, you know, 30,000 people show up and God goes, that's too many. And Gideon goes, okay, if you're afraid, go home. 20,000, including me, go away. You got 10,000. Uh, uh, that's still too many. And so, you know, this little arbitrary test, uh, depending on how you drink water, and he ends up with 300. And God works a mighty victory. And then the guy goes back and he starts his own little temple worship with the, the uh, epod and, you know, that, that then causes his family to stumble and stumble and generations. And, you know, uh, God, how does somebody who is so dependent and committed to you end up like that? Uh, and then there's this guy, David. You got to love, I mean, he's a man after God's own heart. I mean, again, a, a, a nobody. Somebody that even his daddy forgot was out there in the field. Oh, yeah, I guess we do have one more little kid out here. We'll, we'll, we'll bring him up, all right? And, uh, you know, man looks at the exterior. God looks at the heart. Uh, 
man after God's own heart. God elevates. Now, it was, it was tough for the period of time after God anointed him, had Samuel anointed him the first time, and then it looks like Saul's going to kill him, and he's running away, he's a fugitive, you know, all these things, uh, different circumstances. Eventually, God elevates him. Uh, and then, and, and I mean, you know, uh, uh, these guys uh, didn't fully uh, appreciate one man, one woman. It was one man, 500 women. I mean, you know, really, David, you know, you, you are, is that where you need to go? Uh, and then, oh, by the way, there's got to be one more, right? And you're, uh, when the time when kings go off to war, where's the accountability, David? You know, kings are out there in war. You're up there, you know, uh, the idle mind is the devil's workshop. And you're out there, uh, you know, uh, uh, playing on the Internet. And you come to this site that you know you ought not be looking at. And you start looking at it. And, you know, really, David? Uh, and we reap what we sow. God forgave him. I mean... Look at all the Psalms he wrote in, in Psalm 51. How beautiful is that with regard to redemption and forgiveness? But there were consequences. I mean, look at his three oldest sons. Uh, look at the death and destruction that entered his family, the division. Uh, but he's a man after God's own heart. Uh, I submit to you that Daniel is a true hero. Uh, Again, it's only by God's grace. Don't get me wrong. And I am in. I don't want my story to be in the Bible. Okay, <laughs> I, 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 you know. I mean, uh, uh, just think about it. Hey, uh, your story will be read by more people in, over the earth and throughout the history of the world. Uh, do you want your story in the Bible? Uh, no, <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, so I'm not casting aspersions on Gideon or David. I mean, I'm just uh, measuring some fruit. Okay. Uh, and I know I will see them in heaven one day. Uh, but uh, a guy like Daniel, his world had collapsed. I mean, he was going to be the product of the new education system that wants to tell him there is no creator God. Uh, there are all these other gods. And by the way, our gods are stronger than yours because we just destroyed your Jerusalem. Uh, we're going to destroy your temple. All your holy stuff is now up here in Babylon. Uh you know, just get with the program. Just go along with us. Uh, uh, I can only imagine as a young guy, what, 15 years old maybe, uh, having all of these messages, and they're trying to brainwash him uh, into just being part of the Babylonian program. Uh, and so, uh, you know, how does he react to that? Uh, Daniel 1.8, key to the whole book. He resolved in his heart that he would not defile himself. Well, where did that come from? Well, it came from some parents who did a mighty good job, I believe, in the beginning. All right? Uh, but it had to do with his early commitment to, to God. Uh, and he had some community. Folks, uh, God didn't design us to do the Christian walk uh, as the Lone Ranger. Uh, having brothers and sisters in Christ who have the same understanding of the importance of the Bible, who understand that our getting together at church is not a social activity. It is to honor God and to love each other. So that part is social. But the, the reason we come to church is to worship, to worship God. And so he resolved in his heart, but he had these three buddies that God allowed him to have that community. 
And even though the first time he goes to uh, Ashpenaz, this guy that uh, is in charge, uh, when he goes to him, uh, Ashpenaz goes, hey, look, Daniel, that's way above my pay grade. Uh, The king has told me this is what we're going to do. And oh, by the way, uh, if I don't do it, I'm liable to get my head chopped off. You know, I'm, I'm sticking with the king. But somehow, some way, God put on his heart to, to go again. And this time he went to the guard, the guy who actually brought the meals. And he said, the, the, what, what is it? Uh, Aaron Jackson, my minister of music's here. What's, what's the guy that actually, Uber Eats? Is that what he went to? Uh, I, I, I forget. Uh, anyway, uh, he, he goes to the guy that brings the meals and says, look, Let's do an experiment. You know, Babylonians, yes, science, okay, yeah, okay. What kind of experiment? Well, you give us this food, and oh, by the way, it's food that hasn't been uh, offered to idols. Uh, You just bring us this food, and after 10 days, see who looks better. Uh, Wow. And the guard went along with it. Uh, David and his buddies looked better. From then on, uh, God blessed them. Uh, They scored higher than anybody else on the SAT, on the LSAT, you know, all the different, uh, 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 any way you want to measure it, uh, uh, 10 times smarter than their peers. And uh, even the pagan Nebuchadnezzar said, I'm going to put you guys in important positions. So immediately, life was good for Daniel, never another challenge. Wow. Only when you move another verse. (laughs) And, and, And then all of a sudden, uh, this guy, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, has had this dream. And, you know, he, he didn't fall off the cabbage truck yesterday. He knows that if he tells these people, his uh, uh, smart people, if he tells them uh, his dream, they're going to make something up. And he said, no, no, no. If you can tell me what my dream was, then I'm going to pay attention to what you tell me what that means. And so... Uh, uh, the wise people say, we can't do that. And he goes, fine, uh, off with your heads. I'm going to kill all of you. And so there's a knock on the door. You know, Daniel goes to the door. It's the chief guard. He goes, hey, Daniel, nothing personal. I'm just here to execute you and your buddies. And, and Daniel's like, well, well, what's this all about? And uh, the guard tells him, and Daniel did really an unthinkable thing. He said, well, I want to go see the king. Goes in, see the king. Uh, uh, hey, King, what's going on? Uh, uh, I understand we're supposed to ask or, or we're supposed to tell you what the dream is. Uh, give us some time. Don't just execute us now. Give us some time. King said, okay, goes back home, and these guys get on their knees, and they cry out to God. God, give us this insight, this wisdom, so that we can do what the king has asked. Well, God does that. Now, it's a, it's a little bit unclear if it was like uh, they went to sleep. Did they have that perfect peace? Okay, we're going to wake up in the morning. We're either going to be dead or alive. But, uh, you know, uh, it does appear that they prayed and then God answered. And they immediately gave praise to God. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's kind of funny the way that the... the uh, tale is, is reported or the, the story is reported because, you know, the guard goes in and says, <clears throat> King, I found somebody who's going to be able to do, you know, it's like, yeah, okay. Uh, 
And so Daniel goes in, the king says, I understand that uh, you can tell me what my dream was. And Daniel again says, hey, look, king, let's be clear about this. There's not a person alive that can do what you're asking. And I think the king is at that point, you know, reaching for his sword or something. And he goes, but there is a God in heaven. And that God in heaven has revealed to me what that dream is. And he went and he, and he told this beautiful story about the rock not uh, uh, cut by human hands that will eventually uh, take over the world. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, how we long for that day. Uh, and so from then on, the king would honor Daniel and his buddies because they worshiped the true God. Well, only till you turn the page and you get to the next chapter. And then you got the fiery furnace. Folks, God allows us to go through difficulties. Uh, uh, he didn't have to, uh, but he did. But think about it, okay? Here's the story. Uh, all these folks are having, I, I mean, you know, Nebuchadnezzar has distorted, I think, uh, the dream because there was a statue and, that he dreamed about, so he decided he's going to build his own statue. So he builds his statue, and he wants everybody to bow down and pray. Uh, the uh, Babylonian name, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, are not going to do that. Uh, the king says, well, come to me and talk to me about it. Uh, uh, he says, I'm going to give you another chance. They say, no need to. Uh, look, we want to be clear, the God we serve could save us. He can do all things. But he may not. But even if he doesn't, we're going to serve him. Uh, made Nebuchadnezzar really, really mad, that power thing, okay? Uh, they were threatening his power in his mind. And so he gets them to really heat up that fiery furnace. And, you know, the, the strong guys that threw him in, uh, they die. And he looks in that fiery furnace and he, he asks one of his advice, didn't we throw three guys in there? Uh, I, I see four. And one of them looks like the son of God. Uh, get those guys to come out. Uh, they come out, no singe. You know, the only thing that burned were the bonds. Now think about that. If Nebuchadnezzar had not, if Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had not gone in the fire, Nebuchadnezzar would never have seen Jesus. Sometimes we have to go into the fire to see, for people to see Jesus. How do we calculate that into who our heroes should be? The ones we're telling our children and our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, whatever it may be. Are we helping them appreciate that it's character that is foundational? Is this person sold out to Jesus? Well, their life circumstances, they, they may not get to act in another movie ever. They may not uh, throw the winning touchdown pass. Uh, they may not win the next election. Uh, who, whatever it may be, are we having the right or the wrong people to be our heroes? Perhaps it's the people in our church who fix the communion table every month. Who are those people? You mean it just doesn't show up? Uh, uh, the, the ones who are cooking the men's breakfast? Uh, the ones who are doing the ladies' lunch? Uh, those who are going out and serving uh, uh, the widows and uh, uh, others in the community? Uh, the ones who never hit our radar screen? 
the unsung heroes aren't those that when Jesus talked about, hey, there's, there's a whole lot of folks that are going to be first in the kingdom that y'all may not even uh, recognize them. You may not know them. But boy, Jesus does. Uh, you know, and, and I could go on with uh, Daniel, but to me, uh, chapter 6, uh, you got these guys uh, who are from the internet. Oops. No, uh, you know, they're, they're looking at his life and wanting to find everything wrong with him, right? Uh, and because they're afraid because uh, uh, Daniel is fixing to become the number two guy in the kingdom. Uh, new leadership meets in Persians. Uh, Daniel has this record of service. Uh, they look at his, uh, everything he's done throughout his life. Uh, they turn over every rock, they look in every closet, and what do they find? Yeah. Nothing, except that he worships God. He worships the true God. May that be said of us. Man, the only flaw this person has is that they are committed to Christ. Uh, early on, uh, right after my first election, I had some people come to me that were well-intended, uh, and uh, they, they said, you know, we don't understand understand it, but people seem to like you. I mean, it was Scooby-Dooby, vote for newbie, okay? That, that's, that's what it is. Um, but they said, you could be a very successful politician if you would just tone down your Christianity. They meant it well. But boy, they, were, they, they, they didn't get it. I mean, yes, I won an election, but I knew who put me there. Yeah. It was God. And it was so hard in the re-election in 12 and certainly the struggle in 20 to say, God, it's yours. It's not mine, it's yours. Uh, we all have those challenges. God, I have poured into my kids and they're not walking right. But God, they're yours, not mine. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but I did the best I could before you. God, they, they belong to you. Lord, I have witnessed to this neighbor. I've witnessed to this parent. For years, God, i got to give them to you. Uh, I can't carry that burden. They belong to you. Uh, we, we, we have to be able to give it up. And thankfully, God says, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. My yoke is easy. My burden's light. Uh, obedience is ours. Make no mistake about that but outcomes belong to the Lord. Uh, I can say that, uh, but I assure you, I am a conscientious warrior. Uh, I need your prayers. Uh, I can say the words, uh, but boy, it's hard. Um, so Daniel, nothing other than his commitment to the Lord. So these guys go to this new king, and uh, they say, hey, king, we got a great idea. Uh, you know, you look like a God to us. Let's just make it so everybody just prays to you. And the king says, yeah, I've always thought I looked like a God. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Uh, and so uh, Daniel hears about the king's eating. Uh, boy, I, I would have been pretty tempted were I, Daniel, to have this conversation as I'm walking home from the palace at my normal prayer time. Uh, hey, hey, God, uh, you know, I, I know I can pray all the time, and that's what I'm doing right now. And, uh, you know, I'm fixing to be the number two guy in the kingdom. Have you noticed that? 
I mean, think about all the good I can do if I get to be the number two guy in the kingdom. And, uh, uh, you know, this, this, this prayer, it's a little cool this morning. I think I'll close the window uh, uh, where I normally pray toward Jerusalem. I mean, I'm going to close that one. And, uh, uh, you know, we'll go in the prayer closet today and just be you and me, you know, and nobody will see. Uh, boy, wouldn't that, that have been easy? But not Daniel, because he, he resolved in his heart not to defile himself. So what does he do? <laughs> just like every other day, windows open, praying on his knees before the Lord three times a day, three times. Well, that's convicting of me. I mean, you know, we pray without ceasing, but to intentionally set aside three precise prayer times in a day. And he's crying out to God. And those guys see him. You know, we know the story. The king goes, oops, I think I probably made a mistake. Tries to figure out. Uh, can't do it. So they put him in the lion's den. Uh, I believe that Daniel actually had started what I'll call the University of Daniel. Uh, if you look in the New Testament, you'll find some magi uh, that I believe were graduates of the University of Daniel. I think that's why they knew the scripture uh, with regard to uh, the coming king. Uh, uh, Daniel had taken those scrolls that were stolen from Jerusalem and I think maintained them. And I bet he knew the psalm that talked about uh, you'll tread on the lion and the cobra, that, that he'll shut the mouth of lions. I, I You know, uh, I cannot... Uh, envision this older guy, he's probably 80 or something. No, no offense to anybody that's 80, but uh, 80's the new 60, I've heard. So, uh, anyway, you know, for, for uh, Daniel to, to be thrown in the lion's den and then God to supernaturally protect him and certainly to allow him to have more life after that. In Daniel chapter 9 and 10, twice, God sends angels to say, Daniel, you are highly esteemed. You are greatly loved. You have been faithful. Oh, Daniel 9, you want a prayer for our country? Pray Daniel 9. Uh, God had revealed to Daniel about the 70-year captivity. Oh, and yet Daniel is begging God to allow his people, the Jews, to return, recognizing there are many, many shortcomings and failures. But when he did that, he did not do as I'm tempted to do with, hey, God, look at these people. Uh, uh, how, uh, you know, look at what they've done. Look at... Uh, 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 the sin and immorality and idolatry. But, it, I mean, go through. Highlight every time he says we. Uh, it's over and over. We and us. I'm part of the culture, God. Uh, I'm part of these folks who have done, just as you predicted in Deuteronomy, that we turned our back on you. But God have mercy on us. And I will say, that I never marveled at the precision of the prophecies in Daniel uh, uh, 
10, 11, and 12 until uh, I went back and I studied uh, history. And I studied about uh, the uh, rise of the Greek Empire and the four kings that took over after Alexander the Great. And then I understood why the liberal theologians say that Daniel could not have been written when Daniel was written because it's too precise. Uh, from the Cleopatras to the intrigue to the uh, court politics, uh, uh, all of these, the more you read history, the more it affirms the Bible. Uh, and those prophecies talk about that Jesus is coming again. Uh, people asked me as we went through the 40 days and 40 nights of the recount and re-recount and re-re-re-recount. Uh, you know, and for me, it was Exodus 1919. Uh, that's uh, Moses with the children of Israel fussing at him because he, they've got the, dead, the Red Sea at their back and they got Pharaoh's army at the front. Uh, nothing that they can do. Uh, pure helplessness. Well, I think it's only in our pride that we forget how helpless we are. Uh, we think we're in control of what? Uh, every beat of my heart, every breath I take comes from God. Every brainwave, you know, is by His grace and His mercy. But for me, it's uh, Hebrews uh, chapter 12 uh, to uh, fix my eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of my faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning his shame, to be seated at the right hand of God. Now, what is the church? Uh, uh, I have a, a, a friend of mine who's a good country boy, and he said, he said, well, he said, I got one complaint with God. Uh, it's, 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 why in the world would he use the church? If I were going to have ambassadors for him, I would use golden retrievers. Everybody, <laughs> everybody loves golden retrievers, and they're so consistent. You can treat them as bad as you want to, and they're still sitting there wagging their tail. They just want to just be loved, you know? Uh, but we're the bride of Christ. Now think about that, those of you that are married. Um, did you anticipate your wedding day? Did you anticipate when that would finally arrive? Jesus is sitting there with God the Father. Daddy, when's my wedding day? I want to go get my bride. Oh, Lord, purify me. Cleanse me. Help me to be worthy to be part of the body of Christ. Be part of the bride of Christ. Um, let's be sure that we use our spheres of influence to be sure that we are honoring true heroes, not these pretend, not the paper heroes, not the ones who are good with a ball or a bat or uh, pretending to be something they're not, uh, trying to think they're cool on social media. I don't know. I'm not cool. I don't, I don't even know what the current society uh, uh, says about heroes. Uh, we've got all kinds of heroes in the Bible. Uh, God, in his mercy, revealed 
so many of their shortcomings. Uh, and then he's got those rare ones uh, that by his mercy, there's nothing recorded other than the principles that they lived out. Uh, and let's be sure that we're, we're, we're not discounting uh, those. And then let's, let's all of us try to emulate those. Uh, let's pray. Father, thank you for your word that we know is true. And thank you, Father, for your exposition of the different characters of Scripture. And thank you that you didn't just candy coat it, that you painted it, the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, Lord, that we can see and learn. Uh, Lord, teach us the things that we should know. Lord, help us be like that person in Psalm 1, that uh, blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly or stands in the way of sinners or sits in the seat of the scornful, but to delight in your word and meditate on it day and night. Lord, make us like trees planted by rivers of water that bring forth fruit in our season. Lord, that our leaves will not wither and whatever we do will prosper. Oh God, prosper for your kingdom. Lord, we long to be your ambassadors. Help us, Father, to live lives worthy of the calling you've given for each of us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you all for being with us. Sorry it's hot in here. Thanks for listening to this session from the 2022 Shepherds 360 Church Leaders Conference. This material is copyrighted and may not be altered or sold. For information, please visit shepherds360.org.